With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lose the Cape podcast, episode 142. So last Wednesday on June 6th, today is June 13th, I sat down and recorded this great, long, heartfelt introduction to our podcast episode with Echo, uh, which you get to hear today. Yay! And at some point in time, I got distracted, kids were busy, a lot was happening, um, and I accidentally closed the program in which I recorded that long, beautiful intro without saving it. So today I'm re-recording that, and it's probably to your benefit because who needs a long, boring intro? And the reality is my son had graduated from fifth grade that day, and I had this long, emotional um, just, uh, you know, monologue about how, how uh, proud of him I was and how, you know, all this stuff. Who knows? I don't even remember what I went on about, but needless to say, you don't have to listen to it again. I'm Alexa Bigwarf, and today with my co-host Nancy Cavalones, we're interviewing Echo um, Echo Aspnez, which I have a hard time pronouncing her name, um, but she is a blogger, a mom, a contributor to our new and almost released book, Lose the Cape, Ain't Nothing But a Teen Thing, our anthology all about... Um, the teen years. So there's not a lot of books out there about the teen years from the perspective of parents, right? There's a lot of um, professional books and communication books and all kinds of stuff. But we decided to gather up some of our favorite writers and ask them to share either funny stories or advice or resources or even just essays on the decisions that they're making as parents of a teen and how they came to those decisions, especially decisions that maybe not other people could possibly understand or might judge them on. So we're super excited about the Lose the Cape Teen Thing book, which launches officially on June 26th. We are looking for advanced readers. You can hop on over to losethecape.com forward slash teen dash thing if you want to register for a free ebook in exchange for an advanced um, in exchange for review on June 25th and June 26th as we get ready to rocket launch the book into the world. I'm really happy with the way the book came together. It's quite a combination of styles of both parenting and essay writing. Um, some of the stories are funny. Some of the stories are heartfelt. Some of them are memories of things that happened. And some of them are are advice and tips and how they survived. And, and some of them are, are um, guest experts who talk to us about relating to teens and um, communicating with them and parenting them and loving them and teaching them to be good humans, basically. So... I hope if you are either in the throes of of um, raising a teenager or are coming upon this stage 
soon, you will want to check out the book. And in today's episode, we're talking with Echo, who, as I mentioned, she's a blogger and she has two kids. She wrote a really funny story in the book about her son and their first conversation about the birds and the bees. So we talk all about that, as well as um, getting into a detailed discussion about having those first conversations about sex and um, how uncomfortable it can be. (laughs) Some resources out there to help you through that and overall it was just a really fun interview I I really enjoy Echo I think you guys are going to love her too Um, and she's just like an old school blogger which you don't see a whole lot of the old school blogs anymore for those of you who um, have been reading mom blogs for a long time you'll know what we what I mean by that when you go look at her site like it's just very um, it's nostalgic to me I miss I miss more blogs like that anyway off uh, to the races, I suppose we should say. I hope you enjoy this episode. We would love to have you either head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review so that other people, so that that can bump us up in the rankings, hopefully, and other people can find us. Or come like us on our Facebook page, or you can look for our group, which is your mom squad which is meant to be a private group where moms can come together and discuss either things that they're going through as moms or as um or just as people who are people right we don't stop being people when we become a mom but private group where you can come talk to us about stuff that maybe you don't want to post out in the whole world um because we don't want to share all our business with everybody, do we? Sometimes it's easier to vent about people in our life in front of strangers, and we do this in a loving and kind way. Um, Anyway, enough about that. We'd love, again, to have you as an advanced reader. You can come on over and um, find all the show notes at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 142. And please tell your friends about us. Okay, welcome to the Lose the Cape podcast, where we interview busy modern moms, talk about fun and exciting things going on in the worlds that revolve around mom life and uh, pretty much anything else we feel like talking about. I'm Alexa Bigwarf, your host, and I'm here with my co-host, Nancy. And today we have a fun guest, Echo. You know what? I always forget to ask people how to pronounce their last names, and it never fails. It's one that I should have asked. Is it just Aspness, or how do you? It's Aspness, yep. Oh, I got it right. woo You did. You <laughs> nailed it. Awesome. Well, Echo is a contributor to our upcoming book, which we are getting very close to launch date. We are actually T minus less than 30 days. woo uh, Yeah, our book, Lose the Cape, Ain't Nothing But a Teen Thing launches on June 26th, and it is um, a collection of stories, advice, um, expert opinion, um, all this good stuff. As Carrie and I reached the age where our kids, who were infants, toddlers, and small kids when we launched the original Lose the Cape book, are now tweens and teens. So uh, we thought it'd be good to, to follow along our progress with our kids' lives with a book about that stage of life, which often... Um, I don't see a lot of books for parents of teens and tweens other than like how to communicate with them and, and stuff from experts. So we're super excited about that book. Anyway, let me tell you a little bit about Echo. She is um, not on this page. Here we go. <laughs> let me pull up the, 
<laughs> pull up the right page. Okay. Echo writes about her kids. She, lo she loves, she cooks, she drinks coffee, and she laughs because in parenting, if you aren't laughing, you are probably crying. And that is the God's honest truth. You can find her at themadmommy.com. Um, and her essay in our book is The Birds, the Bees, and Those Fancy Money Snatchers. Um, so we're going to talk about that in a minute. First <laughs> of all, what did I miss? Tell us about your life. Tell us about your kids. You have a tween, right? So you're almost... I do. <laughs> yep, I have, I have a tween. Um, he is 12. And entering into this phase of life is completely chaotic and brand new to me um my son also has a very unique perspective on life um being that he's high functioning autistic mm -hmm. so um he kind of brings a whole new level <laughs> to the tween view um everything he says is very um documentarian or textbook because um, he's very back he's very factorial um, we always call him our little professor mm -hmm. because he speaks like a college professor oh gotcha so the way that he speaks he just he talks like a documentary he speaks in facts and you got to kind of listen and sort it out but then he also just says these things out of nowhere that just <laughs> kill you like you just cannot keep a straight face i mean it's just impossible and that's how the birds the bees and the fancy money snatchers came about <laughs> I like was laughing so hard when I was reading it. <laughs> it just it killed me. I could not believe we were having this conversation in the first place. And then when he came out with it, I just died and I just I couldn't I I just <laughs> could not I mean I literally choked on my Mountain Dew. I couldn't keep any, you know, I was just, oh my God, it was the best thing ever. It is a really funny essay. I, I literally say that my children are the inspiration for the funniest things I write mm -hmm. <laughs> because they, they are the funniest yeah. part of my life. I mean, parenting is by far the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. But most of the time when I look back on it, it's also the funniest. It may not be funny in the moment all the time, but when I look back on stuff, it becomes hilarious. Mm -hmm. It does. I just yep. had that yesterday <laughs> with my yep. boy-year-old. <laughs> Your boy-year-old? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, because I'm hearing impaired. So my four-year-old yesterday, he goes, why are you deaf? Why are and you I'm like what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, what do you mean? Why am I dead? <laughs> I'm not dead. <laughs> they 
do say hilarious things. Well, I don't want to give away um, the whole premise behind the essay because uh, I want people to go buy the book, obviously. And well, obviously, you, me too. Obviously, but um, I will say that you can get a free sneak peek of it if you want to um, get an advanced review copy. We are looking for people to join our launch team. You'll get a free PDF. You can check out um, Echo's essay and all of them in there but it I mean it really was a funny essay and about a moment <laughs> that I think a lot of us dread with talking oh, about sex with our it's kids terrifying I failed yeah, I, I, I failed the test go ahead Nancy I'll tell I'll tell my story in a second um I do think in general though like I just feel like the whole discussion around the birds and the bees and kids sexuality and stuff is just I just like can't even think about it without like like laughing just because I remember my own father trying to have a conversation oh with me about it. Let me tell you, I'm just I'm like, like how am I going to do this? Don't they learn about this and help? That's exactly what my conversation with my parents was. I can I remember sitting on the little bench, swingy bench outside our house because my mom had to sign the permission form for me to go watch the the health class video and she was like, "All right, so you're going to talk you're going to get a um a little video and your school nurse or whomever is going to talk about how your body is going to change as you go into puberty. Do you have any questions?" And I just remember looking at my mom like how the hell would I know if I have questions? What about <laughs> she signed the paperwork and off I went. And I, yeah, see, I had another conversation. I just signed. <laughs> yeah, see, we had home Mac when when I was. Like, I just up. signed that form. <laughs> I just signed that form for my family. Yeah. Yeah. See, we we had home Mac, and we did. You know, we did. We did the sex ed thing in home Mac. We did the whole, um, I don't know if you guys did the baby egg. No. We did, we did the whole baby egg thing where you had to take care of an egg and you had to draw a face on the egg. Uh-huh. You had to take care of the egg like it was your baby. And you were partnered up with a boy in class and you were supposed to be like working parents. Oh my gosh. You, had to, like, that? you had to like trade off the egg Little between age. like... Yeah, this was in like seventh and eighth grade. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, so we had to like trade off the egg. <laughs> and, you know, it was like we were supposed to be like working parents, you know, like trading. And the goal was to have a non-broken egg at the end of like two weeks. That's funny. That's and a little so, bit scary. That's a lot of responsibility, yeah. but very good for those little kids who are thinking about, is this something I want to try out now? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I mean, like we, and we had home ec where we watched, you know, like the video. I don't know if you remember the video. Yes, I, I remember a couple of videos. Actually, I remember that we watched videos. I think I have successfully blocked the video from my memory. <laughs> but we had like the video of like how the baby is like formed oh yeah you know like the sperm and the egg and whatever you know so we watched that video and you know my mom i always say my mom gave me just enough dysfunction to make me fun <laughs> so i when i went into home act and we started doing sex ed and stuff i already pretty much knew the mechanics 
you know, because we were really open in our house. So it was right. kind of like funny jokes, haha, you know. So we we used the proper names in our house and we used, you know, the correct terminology. And so I didn't really have any questions because we were just kind of open in our house. Right. And that also happens when you grow up with siblings that are eight years apart. You know, like my brother, my brother was eight years older than me. So by the time, you know, I was, you know, 12 years old, he was already 20. And, you know, he was having a baby. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I became an aunt at 13. Right. So you know, my, my first nephew was actually born the day before my birthday. So, you know, I just kind of knew all this stuff because it was just how we grew up. Well, it's funny because, um, like I said, we did not talk about sex at all in our family. I had three sisters, no exposure to boys. I mean, that's not true. All of my best friends were boys, but we didn't, we didn't do stuff like that. I mean, it was, you know, I was a tomboy and all that kind of stuff. Well, um, you were down with salt and pepper. Like, let's talk about sex. I mean, I avoided the subject at all costs and to the point where when I had, when I had had my first boyfriend when I was in sixth grade and y'all, this is how it went down. It was a, will you be my girlfriend? Yes, I'll be your girlfriend. Kind of letters, notes back and forth between mutual friends. And then I hid from him for two weeks <laughs> and eventually broke up with him after my friend told me that he was going to slobber in my mouth. And I was like, no, <laughs> no <it's> not. <laughs> and we broke up. So I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to have this conversation with my kids. And I failed it last year so hardcore. It was like the last week of school. We're driving to school and my son's like, mommy, where do babies come from? And I panicked. I was like, God, of course, they come from God. <laughs> now, see, that, that question actually stumped me with my daughter. Because, okay, I don't want to give too much away about what my son knows. <laughs> But my daughter actually asked me because she knows that she got taken out of my tummy by surgery. Yes, so do my kids. Let's tell you, that's now in conversations too. Here's a conversation that my six-year-old had with me recently. Mommy, if surgery took me out of your tummy, what kind of surgery put me in there? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we... um we had to kind of scoot around that a little bit and you know (laughs) you know um one of our very very first one of my very first episodes because I was soloing the podcast at the time was with a sex expert um Sarah uh Sarah Swafford she had written a book called From Ouch to Ah, The New Mom's Guide to Sex After Baby, right? So she's a sex expert. And we were talking largely about how moms can get back to enjoying sex after having babies. Um, And it it goes into talking about why sex is different as a new mom and all this kind of stuff. So I asked her directly about like talking to kids about sex. And she was like, well, I'm just 
very direct about it. And I wish I could have that kind of openness. Like for me, I get all nervous and all crazy, but she, she recommended this one particular book. It's called It's So Amazing. And um, I'll put the link in the show notes to this book, but it's a book about eggs, sperm, birth, babies, and families. And I hadn't bought it yet because I didn't need it. But now that this conversation has come back up and I'm thinking about it, I think it might be time to get this book again. You know, I think it might be time to order it. <laughs> I think I think it might be because honestly, I think being open and honest with kids is going to give them the best direction. Yep. Because, you know, if your kids aren't aware of how things happen or what is going on in the world, I really think that that almost makes them more vulnerable. Uh-huh. And, and the thing that we really want to do is we're really trying to build up our kids and make our kids <laughs> strong, independent, you know, happy kids. Right. And part of making them strong and independent is giving them that knowledge that is going to make them successful, you know, people out there in society. And if we put them out there too naive, Mm -hmm. then we're putting them out there too vulnerable as well. I agree with you. I so hardcore on this one. And I mean, uh, I live in South Carolina, deep in the South. And basically our response to sex is just abstinence is the way, but that's just such a naive, it's regardless of how we feel religiously or spiritually or any of those things. It's so naive. Do I want my kids to be slutting around? Absolutely not. And we were talking to someone else about the same thing. And that's when they were like, so then you have the conversation of it's about love and commitment to a person and more than that, but they have to, they have to know where it's coming from and to kind exactly. of understand what happens and what the consequences are. But I am laughing because as we were talking, I just clicked over to look at this book on Amazon and there's a page inside of it that shows <laughs> the growing, growing, growing up and it's pictures of naked woman from baby to old lady okay. and man from baby to old lady. No, it's cartoons. Are they saggy? Oh yeah, it's hilarious. This picture is absolutely hilarious. And I'm like, this is the problem though. I don't want to answer these questions. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, that's, I, I'm going to have to look at that book. But I, I do think it's really important for us as parents to, like you said, the kids have to know where stuff comes from and the consequences. But at the same time, I also talk to my kids about, you know, love and waiting and making sure it's the right person and making sure that, you know, you know that it's right in your heart before, you know, that you do something like that. Absolutely. You know, so I think that preparing them, but also giving them the right directive mm-hmm. along with the information is the best way to go. Agreed. Like I said, you don't want to send them out there naive and vulnerable. You want to send them out there prepared, strong, and independent. Agreed. Agreed. It's, it's so important. And uh, for anybody who's wondering, we lost Nancy. Her, her, her Wi-Fi connection went kaput, so she's out of here. We're not just ignoring everything she has to say. So, <laughs> But she's so funny. She's so funny. I love Nancy. 
Uh, yes. And to her daughter, her oldest is nine. So she is rapidly approaching this uh, tween. She, she is going to be my go-to because my six going on 16 <laughs> is, you know, she slams doors at a 16-year-old level already. Yes. Well, that's my eight-year-old. We had a yeah. uh, meltdown. Oh, so our girls are all going to grow up together. Yes. 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 We so, should do a separate book just on raising teen girls. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's our next, I think that's our next book right there. <laughs> what I tell you I'm what, in. though. Yeah. I, um, I tell you what, though, raising little boys is such a different experience for me. A- a it's little. a whole nother animal. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I have three sisters. I grew up with boys. I mean, with girls. I can't even keep myself straight anymore. And it's, <laughs> it's just completely different. But it's funny because my husband is, he's one of four boys and, um, and they're like, they don't hold anything back. I mean, they talk about anything, anytime, anywhere. He makes a joke out of everything. And on the one hand, I'm like, it's a good thing that he's so open and able to make jokes about it. And on the other hand, I'm like, this really makes me uncomfortable. I want him to know the serious side too. Everything can't just be a joke, but See, I have, I have the opposite problem. I, I grew up with an older brother, but he was much older than me. But so I still have a little bit of, you know, the brother uh-huh. um, side of it. But my husband's an only child. Oh, boy. So he doesn't really yeah. understand any of it or like any of like the sibling interactions. So it's almost like it's brand new to him mm-hmm. to see like the sibling fighting and the sibling joking and then like how they're all lovey and then the next second they're smacking each other in the face. And right. He doesn't get that because he never had that. The closest thing he had was cousins, you know, so it's funny watching him try to understand them and sometimes he gets so flustered and he's probably going to get mad at me for saying that but he does <laughs> he gets flustered because you, you can tell because he just doesn't get it he doesn't get the interaction you know yeah. and it's like sometimes I don't get it either because they're closer in age than me and my sibling but then I see little quirks of what me and my siblings did and I'm like ha there it is you know so it I think it really is different and I mean it's it's strange to me because um I I like having uh, well one I like that my kids have siblings because um oh Nancy's back we're gonna try this again um I like I liked growing up with siblings, but I love the fact that we have a mixed bag of boy, a boy and two girls, because I think your life experience is so different when you grow up around people of the opposite sex, like not just as friends, but in an intimate level, at an level, you know, and um, it'll be interesting following on this whole thing. I mean, my eight-year-old daughter, I have to remind myself every day that she's only in second grade because Mm -hmm. she's just so mature and um that's my that's my six-year-old that she's almost seven she's in first grade and I'm like what yeah how right Right. yeah exactly 
partially a second a second child thing too but okay well if you haven't gathered yet echo's essay in the book is about talking to her son when he was quite a bit younger right was he only he, he was only i think he was like seven, seven or eight yeah, he was so. very young when that conversation happened which is part of the reason why it's so funny right so you have to read it you have to get the book and read it it's hilarious Yes, it is. And we have a lot of fun, fun videos. Some are, some are funny. Some are very touching. Some are from um, the perspective of experts, like uh, a legal expert for keeping your kids safe in this day and age. A guy, um, Darren Horn, who we interviewed a few weeks ago, posted his interview on um, relating to teens and how to uh, kind of get in their perspective, um, how to communicate effectively. So it's a really, I think it's a cool mixture of advice, of um, expert advice, of parental advice, and even of like some people talking about why they've made certain decisions that could be controversial to others, like at what age they allow their kids to do things. And then um, some people remembering what life was like for them as a teen. So it's a really good mixture of heartwarming, of funny, of, of true like advice from experts and so forth. But I love how eclectic it is. It I really is do. Super eclectic. I'm, I'm really I love the group of people. I think it's such a great anthology. It's going to be fantastic. So this is not your first uh, rodeo in an anthology, is it? No, it's not. Um, I was actually, I was featured in an anthology last year um, that is actually nominated for an uh, Audi uh, 2018. What is that? Um, I should know this, but I it's, don't. <laughs> um, it's an Audible Book Award. Oh, cool. um, the, the Audis, the Audis are um, Audible Book Awards. They're hosted by Paula Poundstone, mm -hmm. um, and we are nominated in the original work category, um, and we're actually going up against, like, um, uh, Margaret Atwood, who oh. wrote um, The Handmaiden's yes. Tale. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, which was so, narrated by Claire uh, um, Danes. Danes. Claire Danes, yes. <laughs> Good luck. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're up against uh, quite the, um, you know, famous people, but we're honored to be nominated. Um, and it was just a work, it was called um, Nevertheless, We Persisted. Mm -hmm. um, and it's stories of love, loss, and people regaining their power. Um, and I actually submitted a piece called Not the Mother I Expected to Be. Mm -hmm. And it was narrated by a very talented actress named Emily. Um, and it's just, it's wonderful. You should check it out. Um, it's available on Amazon. Um, the Audible version is, uh, I believe, like 99 cents. And then there's also an ebook version uh -huh. um, that's uh, available. I don't know the price offhand. I don't know if it's $2.99 or $7.99. Okay, we will I can't remember. But you should definitely check it out. It's a great, um, you know, it's another great anthology of people, men and women, telling just stories of, you know, about everything, parenting, marriage, um, relationships, work, everything. 
So, um, well, we will include the link in it. It sounds like a fantastic book. And it just makes me think that maybe we need to get this book on audio, on audio too, on Audible, because um, I think that's really the way of the future. I mean, so many people are listening to books almost as much as they're reading them now. But They, re uh, they really are. Um, audible books are really becoming popular. So, mm -hmm. But I, um, I want to talk about your blog for a second, because... Um, First of all, I had heard somebody say, somebody mentioned the other day, I don't even know who it was. You know, people are always saying this is email dead. And I'd heard someone say that the blogs were dead. And I just, I don't believe it. And I love looking at your blog. It's like your traditional, like old school mommy blog. That's the same yeah. thing that I was thinking when I was looking at it. I'm like, this is like what it used to be like. Yes. You know, with like, you know, reviews <laughs> and like, yeah. <laughs> I, I like to keep it old school. I don't think um, I don't think the blogs are dead. I still get visitors. I still get people that come and comment and laugh and cry with me. Well, and, and you're not smacked in the face by like a hundred ads when you log on. There's no like pop-ups <laughs> and, and craziness I just coming hate, at you. <laughs> I hate pop-ups. And I hate clickbait. And I know that everybody says that that is the way you get more traffic and that is the way you get people to sign up for your email and that is the way to get more visitors. And it's like, no way. I hate when I go to a website and I get blocked yeah. by it. So I'm not going to put it on mine. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, a good way to get me to leave a website is when I have to click something to look at the thing that I went to the website for. Or like they have you read a paragraph and then you have to click to the next page to read I, another paragraph. I hate that. I hate that. No. But I I'm don't care if I'm not going to get as much traffic as somebody that has a million pop-ups. I don't want that kind of traffic. No, I agree with you. And we don't want those. I mean, but you're, you're, it's a, it's an old school, true, like mom blog on stuff that moms are really going to enjoy reading and can, and are useful. I mean, why I save on family travel with Spirit Airlines and why you should too, how to, what to do when a friend is in an accident, um, box, open box reveals. So you're reviewing these, um, box swap goodies and which actually that was, um, a box swap that I did with other bloggers. Fun. Yeah, we exchanged, um, you know, names and addresses, and then we send a box of goodies to each other. Mm -hmm. And that was so much fun. It just, it reminds me of the days when I started blogging. I see your, um, uh, we're on the fence and vote for me, top mommy blogs and massive sway and all those things that remind me of good, good times in my blog. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I like to keep it old school. I yeah. think, you know, I don't think it's dead. I think people appreciate um, the relatable honesty. You know, I like to write about what is going on in my life at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm going through a dark period, I write about the dark period. You know, I have a tab for depression and my chronic illness. If I'm going through something with my son's autism I write about that if my family is doing something fun I write about that yep. if I know a way to save you money I'm gonna write about that you great. know I write about my life I love it it's great stuff so you can yeah. find her at themadmommy.com 
and she's got all kinds of good stuff, helpful hints, recipes, travel tips, reviews and giveaways. So if you're looking for, you know, those, those types of, I mean, it's, it's a great blog and it's really, really appealing visually. It's super, cute. super cute. I like it. And it doesn't get in your face. Exactly. It's great. Well, thank you so much, Echo, not only for um, this wonderful interview, but also for being a part of our anthology. Um, we are super proud of this one and super proud of the content included within. And like you said, just the eclecticness of the group. It's amazing. I mean, the variety of contents out of this world. <laughs> I'm so honored and proud to be part of it. I can't wait for it to come out. I'm so excited. Well, thank you. And uh, well, we will be sharing you all over the place and um, can't wait to see more about what you're doing. And I'll be sharing it too. Great. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.